Welcome back to Requesting Good Company. This is our fourth installment of our career highlight, where we highlight careers so that you, the viewers, could look at different opportunities. Today, we interviewed two of our coworkers, and both of them were in the military. We interviewed Christopher Curie, who is a drill sergeant in the Army. And I interviewed Richard Viglione, who is in the Navy. This is a great opportunity for us to highlight our military branches. This is just two out of many branches. And we're excited for you to see what we have in store. Like, Dang, I should have shaved. Uh, yeah. No shit, man. I got, my, I got my official letter yesterday. Oh, yeah? I opened it up. It was weird because most of the stuff they send you is all folded up in a letter, you know? But it's in an envelope. envelope. Mm -hmm. Man, what's this? And then it says right on the heading, it says, Commanding Officer Navy Personnel Command. So that's like an admiral. You know, like, anytime somebody that big sends you a letter, it's like they're lackeys, and they're like, we need you to come in and sign this or that, right. or whatever. You're you're usually in some kind of trouble. But it's it, it was like, you know, you're entitled to reference such and such and such. Yeah. You can, you know, start drawing at such and such an age. And I'm like, wow, man, I'm retired. It's official. Yeah. So. Welcome back to Requesting Good Company. I am KT, and I am... Uh, interviewing Richard Viglion. Richard Viglion. Um, and this is about the military, okay? He spent half his life in the military. How many years? 23 years. 23 years in the military, okay? So half is about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, um, the first question that I'm going to ask you is, you just retired from the military, right? I did. I did. Yeah? And how does that feel? Strange. Feel strange? Very strange. When you do something for 23 years, it kind of defines you. Yeah. Right. And then and then part of it's just habit. Like, I mean, so I, my active duty time is about eight years, but those are those are all like really exciting years. Like I wasn't I wasn't in the rear with the gear. I was going places doing things, yeah. you know, you know, month after month, year after year. So you got like eight years of that experience to draw on. But then when you do the one week in a month thing, you also have, you know, four-day evolutions, five-day evolutions, two-week, three-week, four-week evolutions. So in between those, you're balancing your civilian job. And then if you've got any level of responsibility, if you go up in the ranks, you know, you've got other people that you're responsible for, that they got all the information, they they know where they're going, what they're doing. And it's more than, everybody says one week in a month, but I mean, there's not, a, when I was in a, in a command position, um, or had a position with the command because I'm, you know, not a big high-ranking guy. But <clears throat> you know, typically I was responsible for anywhere. It just depends on what I was assigned, what I was tasked with. It could be, you know, five people, typically about, you know, twelve to twenty people, or it could be I had like a like a training position for a while where I was pushing out to five hundred people information. Mm -hmm. But generally, I'm dealing with between you know five or twelve subordinates. But you're still, they have to know everything you know. Right. So you've got to filter that information and, you got to, and you're got and you constantly responding to emails. And if you push stuff out, you know, to people, you know what's going on in their personal life. They might not reply. And then your boss is like, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? Right. What's going on? You know, and giving you deadlines and stuff that you can't meet because you can't control other people. They're in the civilian world and you can't just, you, know, <laughs> you can't just go snatch them up. Right. But when you're on active duty, you can. You can like, you, you go to their house. Right. <laughs> Hey, what's man, going on? Come on you know in. What's yeah, what's going on with you? Yeah. So it's different. It's different, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that really answers your question it, about yeah. it being weird. Well, when you do that for 23 years, 
the idea that I'm never going to have to do it again mm -hmm. is just weird. Feels strange. Right. So what was your title in your rank? So my, my title is Pay Officer First Class, which is depending on the community in the Navy. So it's like a staff sergeant in the Marines of the Army. It's a, you know, a, a staff non-commissioned officer. Um, in my, in I, I act, when I did the Navy, Navy Expeditionary World is set up a lot. It's, it mirrors the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. So Army soldiers are more familiar with, you know, our structure than Navy sailors are typically. Um, so it's like a squad leader position. I'm, you know, next level up would be a platoon commander, which is what I always did. Okay. I always had like a platoon size, you know, responsibility for the last however many years. Okay, so going back 23 like years. first class. Yeah. Uh -huh. So going back 23 years, mm -hmm. do you remember what made you um, want to get into the military? Absolutely, that's the weird thing because I was a little kid. So I remember that more clearly than I remember some of the things like, you know, sometimes like I just had this reunion. It's, a, it's kind of off topic, but I just had this reunion. We hadn't seen these guys, I haven't seen these guys the platoon I went to war with the first time, right mm -hmm. after the invasion. So I haven't seen these guys since, since like 2006. Right. So some of them, right? They just went their separate ways. Some of them got out. Some of them went to other commands. Some of them, one guy went to the army to a commission, became a captain. Mm. Um, my boss did. So I haven't seen these guys in years and years and years. Yeah, so I, they'll be bringing up stuff that happened in, in, in the war, and I'll be like, I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I absolutely do not remember that happening at all. But I'll remember shit from when I was in boot camp. Right. Right. Or when I was a little kid. And I was like, I want to join the Navy. Like right. I remember that very clearly. You know, boot camp's just it, it, you can never forget boot camp. Right. That was nineteen eighty six. Right. So what made you like, you know what? Out of everything, you know, why the Navy? You know? Yeah. I, I grew up in well there's a couple things with that. So it was a Navy family. Okay. So I got the C D, you know, patch on. I'm named after one of the first World War II Navy CVs. So when the war, when during World War II, when they were talking about, you know, D-Day mm -hmm. and all that, and they were they were starting the CVs for the invasion, um, one of the guys, you know, on that volunteered, I'm named after that guy. So World War II, um, and then you know, my, my grandfather, my great uncles. They were all sailors and marines. So, I, you know, when I was a little kid, you got to remember, like, this. so this little kid, right. we're talking late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> Nobody back then had tattoos. Right. Like, no, just, you know, like, like bikers and, you know, I mean, that's it. Like, and sailors and marines. Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing, like, the anchor on the forum, you know. You know, I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. So... When I graduated from boot camp, like I already had it drawn up. Like, I was going right. to the tattoo parlor. Exactly. I was 18 years old. I was, I was going to get a tattoo, you know. Exactly. All that stuff came later. You know, the, rock, so, the rock bands and the college kids, that wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some advantages, do you think? Of the military? Mm -hmm. That's easy. Yeah, advantages. Pay for my education. I don't have student loans. So that's, you know, we all got college degrees, but we do. Right. I don't have student loans. You know, and I know how bad that, you know, how, how, how much that hurts people, especially when you're like doing like public service, like we are, you're not making a lot of money mm -hmm. or you, you know, there's no cheap education. Doesn't mean you're going to make, there's no guarantee you're going to make a big paycheck or big salary. Right. But you know, you, say, that degree, yeah. you get that degree and it, and it helps you in your military career too, because when they see education, they see someone that 
can apply themselves and is self-disciplined and you know right a lot of, a lot of people in the military have discipline because they because it's consequences mm -hmm. i gotta do this or i'm gonna get in trouble right now i gotta do this to make myself better that's right you know, we, we, you know college college graduates are that way so i got that from the navy i think i got it paid for anyway <laughs> and um built my resume too so my what you would call it mos and the navy's called it nec and i have the police nec i've got the it's a 9545, which is force protection. So it's like okay. a police officer. That, so that kind of, you know. Okay. I got into private security as soon as I, I mean, while I was still in, I was doing right, so contract armed security. So you was an MP while you were in? They don't really call them MPs. They're called, it's called Master at Arms, MAs, okay. which is, they have police battalions. Mm -hmm. But no, I have the, I have the, it's, I have the NEC because the tactical training that we had to have to do, it's a kind of a, I don't know if it's off topic or not, I was in gun truck platoons. So a gun truck platoon in an in a, in a expeditionary unit does, uh, remember she been talking about scouts, like army always mm -hmm. talking about, so like a scout, right? So you're doing, you're you're locking stuff down. Anytime you're locking stuff down, whether it's a neighborhood, right. whether it's a stretch of road where you're gonna build a bridge or a runway or whatever, whatever the Navy needs, or like a ramp right. for boats or whatever, whenever you gotta lock set down, perimeter. you set yes, a perimeter, right. trucks go into place and patrols start happening. Mm -hmm. And the training that you get for that to run those mobile weapons platforms, to run all those foot patrols, I mean, it's, you just, they just give you the, the NEC for military police. Right. All right, that's good. Yeah. So what are some disadvantages that you would take away from? Disadvantages. Mm -hmm. It's not like, so I didn't meet my wife till I was 40. Mm -hmm. My first marriage is a divorce. My second relationship was- So was like, your first marriage in, in the, the military. military? Yeah, I like okay. duty, yeah. So she, she went overseas with me for about eight months. Okay. My first duty station, she was like, oh, you know, she would do. So she wanted to go see the world. Mm -hmm. Until we got to another country. <laughs> Until you got in the world. Yeah, until we got in the world. She was like, <laughs> she was like Mama. Right. Like, she, so she had to go back to the States. I mean, she just couldn't deal with the culture shock. Yeah. It was, you know. Yeah, was I bet no, it was a big culture There's no fast food. There's no, right. you know, you, you, you grew up in Europe, didn't you? No. Nah, Germany, I no? No. Nah. Nah, I thought maybe you did, because I know your dad. He went to Germany, yeah. You did go to Germany. Nah, he oh, went he to did. Germany before I was before you, seen. Before you were around. Yeah. Okay. So that's the disadvantage. If you're trying to start a family... They'll send you to the other side of the planet, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, there's also takes a certain kind of woman that's like going to hold it down while you're off doing stuff. And so a lot of what I, I saw and dealt with in my, in my troops was broken, broke, broken relationships. Like, right. you know, they don't, they don't know who's in the house with their kids. They don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, sometimes, you know, they, they get married for all the wrong reasons, you know, cause they're young or whatever. You know, right. you know how it is. It just doesn't last. It doesn't last. It's not like you can grow up together. You're on the other side of the planet, and she's 22 years old, going out with her girlfriends. Yeah. So, so yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. A lot of divorce. Um, that's a disadvantage. When you do have a, you know, a good like, I deployed my last deployment was 2016. So Courtney and I had been together for a while, and um, I was 47, and it was stressful for her because mm -hmm. you know, like. If you're used to having somebody there all the time, and then all of a sudden, They're like, what, you got to pick up all their slack. Right. right. There's nobody's going to help you with the laundry. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody to pick the kids up from school. It's just you. So a lot of women or spouses, even if they're men, right, when that when everything just is on them, they 
they're just like, they it's grab. hard. It's hard. It's hard. They don't hold up. Some of them don't hold up. So what was your favorite? Uh, well, could could you tell us about your favorite missions or yeah, your favorite I part mean, of the military? Some things like to this day, I mean, like I could NBA's. not talk about. I really could not talk about because it's like, you know, Uncle Sam does some that's some stuff, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, like, you know, you, when you're involved in operations like that, whether it's just, you know, building a base or, you know, moving people around or whatever it is you're doing, and you know that that's the end result, mm -hmm. you, you know you're not supposed to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, so there was there was those missions. The Horn of Africa was pretty much like, we're, we're building support in the region because a lot of people in the Middle East don't like it. So it's that part of Africa, right? I mean, Somalia, Egypt, right? Um, that's right there. You could hit Yemen with a rock from where we are. We we would go to Kenya or places that are really rich Flush. in resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's, a, it's not, you know, like Europe. You go to country to country, it's pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Africa, there are places in Africa that it's just 150 degrees. It's a very unforgiving <laughs> environment, right? Then the way that we look at it is, we have friends in the region, right? Which is some people trying to attack us all the time, right? Right. We have friends in the region, and doesn't hurt that we're it's that they let us stay there not far to where we can reach out. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be in that rack. You just go back to Africa man right. and drink a frappuccino and play some <laughs> <laughs> Right, play some pool. That's exactly play some chess and some coral shooting some pool. Right. Meanwhile, you know, when it's time to reach out, it's just like bam, so yep. we just gotcha. gotcha. go back and they're like, where they come from? Go back mm -hmm. to the house. Right. So <laughs> Go back to the house. it's a lot different than, than, you know, being in a place like Afghanistan or Iraq where not only is the environment unforgiving, but, you know, the enemy can, can reach out and touch you and will mm -hmm. and tries every day. So it's, it's a good relationship between, you know, the countries in that region and us and that we help them out and then we're a little more safe and, right. you know, they feel protected. So... So you got 23 years in the yep. military. Yep. What is some, so if someone came up to you and was like, yeah, I'm joining the military, what are, what are some things that you can tell me to help me along my way? To get ready for it? Well, one is, if you're going, if you get me, what depends if it's like a young person that's never done anything before, it's mm -hmm. a whole different thing. Fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school is a whole different thing than like, you're like what, 30? 32. 32. Mm -hmm. So, and college educated, right? So, yeah. you wouldn't come in as an E1. Right. You would come in as an O1, right? So, you're, you're a whole different person. Right. Talking to you about joining the military is a whole different thing than talking to, mm -hmm. you know, my son about joining the military. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some years you were fresh out of high school. I was right? fresh out of school, high school. I didn't know anything. Right. I didn't know anything. So, what I would tell a, a young a young person that wants to do it, right. so I think it's a good environment for young people. Like really, you get tons of responsibility, but it's very it's very structured, and there's people always watching, making sure you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So for a young person, I would just tell them, you know, learn to learn how to like. It's not going to be your way. It's not Burger King. Yeah. It's going to be every way but your way. <laughs> right. It's going to be every way but your way. And you have to be able to be, take a little bit of pride and, and not, you know, not backing down from that. It's, you know, just what we say, embrace the suck. The more, mm -hmm. the more it sucks, you know, the harder the task is, the the more of a troop you are in a, to accomplish it. Anybody can do something. It's easy. 
Right. Right. But when it's hard and it sucks, and you're like, yeah, let's do this. So that's it. Gives it gives them character. I think it gives them a lot of character, and uh, it's good for them. But for um, you know, for a guy who's thirty, and, and you know, if, if if you're going in and you're taking a commission, they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be a manager, right? You. Yeah, but I would still have to go. But you have to go through the weeks. training. You got to go through that nine weeks, right? Yeah, well, that's the, in which case, they would. Yeah. They would test you. They everywhere. I, one of my buddies was a drill instructor, and, and I was like, "Man, you can't." He's like, "Tell me all the things that have changed since we were." He's like, "You can't. You can't cuss them anymore." What do you mean you can't cuss them? Because you can ask them any question you want, but you can't tell them about themselves. Oh. And I'm like, "So how does this work?" He's like, "I can't call you." Can you curse on this? No. I can't curse on this. Well, I will just say idiot. But you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an expletive idiot. Right. right. It's gonna be right. I can't say you expletive idiot. I can say, are you an expletive idiot? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they make you feel like hey, yeah, well, he's asking me this question. Yeah. And then you know, and they just they just same thing. Like it used to be that anybody could anybody could punish you with. Extra military instruction, which means exercise. Mm-hmm. Right? Push up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was coming up, if you're an E one on the base, right, and and E five, an E five, like that's it. These are these are like my subordinates, you know. And most of my career, E fives, right? Yeah. Um, the guys that work for me, they're like to, to the E one. That's like a god. Right? <laughs> you don't even talk to them. You don't even talk to them without permission, requesting permission to speak, right? Yeah. And, and and if one of them sees you, just like arbitrarily, just like like, why are you eyeballing me, recruit? You need to drop. Give me forty five right now, right? And they'll stand over you and just make you. And then and it's like you get up and then you're hoping the next one doesn't drop you, right? And then the next one and then the next one. But they've changed it now. Okay. It's like it's more. So I asked, I asked Randy, I was like, so you're telling me that NCOs can't just drop recruits for no reason? He's like, he's like, no, but if you ask me, I'll do it for you. Oh. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm like, you're serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, that one. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> On your face. Mm-hmm. All right, now going back to um, um, the first nine weeks of the military. Once yeah. you're in. Um, so I've heard that the Air Force gets it the easiest. I heard that too. I've the, the, the Army and then like the Marines get it like the worst. The Marines get it like the worst. And that's that that's just because at one point the Marines was just infantry. They were mm-hmm. the Navy's infantry. But after after like uh, World War Two and the Korean War, they reorganized the fleet marine force so that it, it started getting more funding, so they opened it up to more to more job uh, occupational skills and things. So they, they diversified it more. It was just, but they've always had the saying: every Marine's rifle. Right. So they, before, like you know, you got some guy that's like a cook, but he can blow your head off at three hundred. <laughs> like, what? Right. What is that? You get that cook job to a sailor, like you know. But that's what they do. They every every Marine's rifle. Mm, okay. All right. Well, what's your biggest takeaways from the military? Um. Probably my biggest takeaway from it is when I was doing it is, um, you know, doing an active duty. Like we, you know, you guys are an age where you can't even remember the country before there was a war. Mm-hmm. Like how old were you when 9-11 happened? Like a little kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So your whole life you've been at war. 
And so before me, it wasn't like that at all, man. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up in the 80s, right? So we were, like, we were kids. We weren't thinking about war. Right. And that was old. Mm-hmm. Media, and nobody's going to war. Right. And then no, it was history. So. Yeah, it was history. It was history. And so when it happened, when it finally happened, you had a lot of guys that just were like, you know what? And I see, and I'm talking about state troopers. I'm talking about people, I'm talking about, you know, like, so people that really have what it takes going, you know, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't pick out a particular profession. I mean, you imagine, you can, I mean, EMTs, law enforcement, whoever, saying, you know what, I got a family, I don't, I don't need to go over there and do that, right? And I'm, and I'm not mad at it, I'm not calling names, I'm not saying that they, they didn't answer the call, but um, you had to gut check yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to gut check yourself, because we, 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 were, we knew who was it, how many weren't coming back. We, you know, we knew, we had the numbers. Yeah. We knew what, who, you know, that. It could be anybody's day at any time. So for me, that was the thing, was the gut check was to say, you know what? I didn't have to do it. I'd been out forever. Like I'd been out forever right. when the war broke out. And that's why, even though I went to boot camp at 86, I didn't retire until 2023, <laughs> right? Because I got out for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to art school for a semester. But you know, <laughs> I, I was a teamster, I drove, I drove a truck. You know, I was making like, Double time on Sundays in a you know union shop, and um, you know so when I called with when nine eleven happened, I called the recruiter and he's like, well, "What are you doing for a living?" And I, I load trucks. I grew up a forklift job right here. I was like, you know, in my late twenties or thirtyish, and he's like, uh, "Well, you're an equipment operator." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's what I, that's that's how I got my my job classification. Okay, but um, so you didn't have to take the ASVAB again. No, no, no. They had all that stuff still. They still had that, all that. Now, you know, and I was, you know, I was I had a good reenlistment code. I had honorable discharge, all that. So they just brought me back. But, um, but you know, it was like you're an old man at, at thirty, you know, right? When you when you're going to the, you know, into that world. So like I was like they they brought me back. They busted me down too. They busted me down to like an E3. Oh uh, yes, they took yeah, some rank from me. They took some rank from me, and that was because I wasn't in the CBs before. So. You know, a lot of sailors just have no knowledge of what that world is. It's like going to, a, it's almost like joining a different branch in the military. Mm-hmm. So they busted me down one. I had to go to school. And there was all those games, like marching and, you know, carrying the guide on. Right. So I do all that. And they would, they would, you know, make us exercise like crazy and all that. When you're an equipment operator, you're always in a gravel. You're always in a rock pit, right? And they would bounce rocks off your <laughs> off the helmet. They would be like, hey, rock. And you know, nobody answers to that. Right. right. So they don't bounce when I'm like, talking to you, Rock. Right. Yes, Penny Officer. Yeah. Do some exercise until infinity. I'll let you know when that is. <laughs> exercise. No, you know, they'll go smoke a cigarette or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to get another push. <laughs> See? Oh, man. So, oh, the answer to your question, the biggest takeaway for me was, like, I knew that if I, that if I backed down from that fight, that I would go, like, be old man like I am now, go, man. I wish I'd done that. I w- you know, I knew I would do that. I wish I'd done that. So when I get old, like I want to be able to say I did my part. Right. So yeah, that was that's the biggest takeaway for me. Is I, I did my, I did my part. That's a lot of guys did a lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I did. I did my part. You know, and and um, that's probably the part that you know I don't look at these questions too much. The part that, that guys don't like talking about mm-hmm. is uh, all the guys that you saw and served with it. That did their part, but they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. So, or they're not all in one piece. So, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Yeah, gotta respect it. Yeah. All right. So, for all of the viewers that are out there, what are some encouraging words that you would give? 
Um, the encouraging words I'd give them is, you know, it, it's not for everybody. It's, it's you know, it's, it takes kind of like a, a certain kind of person that, that likes abuse to don't want to be in the military, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but you, you never meet a better group of guys and gals. Some of these, these uh, female soldiers are just, just as, just as tough. Right. You know, I've seen some, you know, like, I've seen some women Marines that, they're MMA fighters, man. Yeah. Like they, they put they got long hair, they'll put it in braids, you know, and they'll get they'll get in a cage and beat each other. Right. And I'm like, that's that's a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean you'll never meet a, a, a greater group of people that will always have your back and you get to you form you form a bond with them. And the the weird thing is is like so we're probably all from Kentucky. Right, but when you when you join the military, you're gonna serve with people from Alaska, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, you know, Arkansas, right. or, you know, West Virginia mountains, wherever you know, all walks of life. And then after about about ten to twelve weeks, you're all the same. Like you're all the same. You don't need your brothers and sisters. Right. So that is awesome. And um, with like with my unit, they're so tight that. Like I go to a school that's like a navy wide school, or to the hospital navy wide, right? And I see somebody else wearing this, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, let's go get a beer. Automatically, you gotta chop it up. Yep, automatically. So that 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 is great. It's a great group. And the other thing I was gonna say for for people who are like, well, you know, it's good for. It's maybe not my thing, but it, they love support. Everybody in the military loves support. Not, I don't want people that, you know. Say thank you. That's not what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I'm getting at like if you got if you got a soldier in your family, right? And sometimes it's just like if you don't see a family member for a year or months, you're thinking, you know, that they're living life just like you are. But sometimes, like these people are, you know, our fellow Americans are, you know, when you don't see them at Christmas time, they're like in a dirty hole, right? Wondering if they're gonna wake up. Right. Or, if, or if a mortar's going to land on their head, or if a sniper's going to hit them. You know what I mean? So when you when, when they come home, I'm not saying it needs to be a big deal, but it, or you need to you know thank every soldier that you meet, but support, if you can support the troops in any way and uh, just you know say welcome home, that means a lot. It, it means a lot because, you know, when you're out doing the job, you want to know, it feels good to know that people, that somebody gets it. They've got some appreciation for what you're doing, because again, everybody brings politics into it. When you're a soldier, that does not matter at all. <laughs> it does not matter, right? You have no say, right? Right? You have absolutely no say. You either you go and you do what you're told to do, right? So whether it's a it's the right war, or the wrong war, you know, whether the, we should have done it a different way, or whether we're throwing money away, or any of that does not matter to the guy matter. who follows the orders. Order, right? Got orders to follow. Correct. So they they. they uh, I can say that I don't think there's a soldier alive that doesn't appreciate that support. That's good. That's good. Well, I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. you. Know thank what I'm you. Thank you for your service. It's a pleasure to serve. We're still serving. Yes, 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 yes. So, with that being said, we appreciate you all viewing. If you have any questions, please put them in the comments. Like, subscribe.